This speedcast is brought to you by AF1 Racing of Austin, Texas. The best Italian motorcycles and scooters. AF1RacingAustin.com Okay, Speed City fans, I'm delighted to welcome to Speed City Paul Denning from the Voltcom Crescent Suzuki World Superbike team. And Paul's been involved in motorcycle racing for a long, long time now. And we're all excited, uh, everybody at Moto America, about the World Superbike Championship coming to Laguna again, especially as we've got a full complement on the card with you guys this uh, year. So uh, welcome to the show, Paul. Um, first of all, your thoughts of going to Laguna, because I know it's certainly something that's one of the favorites for everybody involved. Well, it's a special racetrack and it's a real rider's track that tends to equalize a little bit the uh, performance of the different machines um, in that uh, it's sure it requires a good motorcycle like everywhere does, but it's somewhere where the rider really can make a difference. And uh, not only the racetrack itself, but where it's located and uh, Monterey and uh, San Francisco just up the road. It's a beautiful part of the world and uh, just a pleasure to be there. So, um, yeah, we kind of always look forward to Laguna Seca, always did when it was MotoGP time, and it's just the same in World Superbike. How's the season gone, uh, both as a championship and, and for Crescent Suzuki this year? I know you haven't got the points you wanted, but um, are you progressing? Um, yeah, we are progressing, but it's uh, been frustrating this year on a number of counts. And, of course, the, the GSXR is, um, you know, the old girl is getting on a little bit. It's a 2009 machine. And uh, it's been progressively developed uh, over the last six, seven years um, by all the teams uh, who run that bike. But in America, uh, in British Superbike, in World Superbike, um, wherever the GSXR has raced, it's just starting to show its age a little bit against the uh, more modern bikes. And... um, you know, there's a new Suzuki coming in 2016, which will be uh, a huge step forward. Um, but as a team, we've taken some risks this year to increase the performance, um, particularly on the electronics electronics side, introducing the new uh, Magneti Morelli system. And, uh, you know, hindsight's a very powerful tool. And I'd say we've um, potentially bitten off a little bit more than we could chew during a race season. It's an implementation that uh, a manufacturer will take uh, six months to do. And we tried to do it during the race season. And uh, it really set us back a little bit. We went from a podium finishing bike in Thailand to a bike that was struggling to finish in the top 12 uh, in Aragon. I'd say the bike is probably back to where it was now with the old system uh it's working fundamentally properly and as a team we've learned an awful lot which for the future will be powerful information but um the problem is even though the bike's back to where it was we've lost momentum as compared to the teams that have just kept developing step by step and uh, uh kept improving their riders confidence and we've got to rebuild that confidence now and um keep moving forward but uh i think uh, alex in particular is Looking forward to Laguna Seca. It was his first time there last year, but I uh, loved the track. And uh, he's also racing the Yoshimura eight-hour bike in uh, Suzuka. So he's got a test before Laguna and the race immediately afterwards. So that's keeping him busy. And, um, yeah, we just need to keep pushing forward. It's been a tough year for the team, but uh, a positive year for the championship. Attendances, uh, the quality of the racing, um, things have been starting to feel a little bit more like the old days the races in italy have been really really popular uh big big crowds big atmospheres thailand itself was a fantastic event with a huge attendance so um yeah feels like things are recovering economically and uh that the championship has got a more stable base to move forward from 
Uh, it's interesting from our point of view, looking at Moto America, obviously we have our own Suzuki team, the Yoshimura Suzuki team. And of course, there's the connection with your uh, connection with Yoshimura as well, and um, with Alex racing in Japan as well. Um, but I, I would have thought for the crowd that are coming from the States to watch both World Superbike and Moto America, uh, and we've talked over the years about the rules, um, can you perhaps draw the parallel between what they'll see in terms of World, World Superbike spec and, and Moto America? Because obviously the names... Uh, are similar with Suzuki and Ducati out there and, and, and Yamaha and so on. But what are the differences, if you like, or do you know, between the two championships in rule-wise? Well, first of all, they're becoming closer all the time and from next year will be very, very closely aligned. I think the, the plan of Dorna, who have been working hard with uh, Wayne Rainey's organisation in Moto America to align those regulations and to allow wildcard entries into the World Superbike Championship, is a really positive move and hopefully can be repeated in other national championships around Europe and the rest of the world, um, because that was always a huge thing for uh, the World Superbike Championship to have local heroes lining up alongside the regular contenders. And it really helped bring forward some careers of some great riders over the years um, from all around the world. So that's a target to achieve that again, which you simply can't do with MotoGP because you can't produce a MotoGP machine from a showroom bike. Um, So, that's something that's uh, real positive progress and at the moment the bikes are quite closely aligned the electronic regulations are exactly the same uh, the chassis regulations are slightly different so in theory uh, the world superbike machines should be uh, a little bit quicker uh, to, but around laguna seca you know somebody like josh hayes or cameron bobier or roger hayden um, on their bikes Bearing in mind they have Dunlop tyres, we have Pirelli. If the Dunlop's working a little bit stronger than the Pirelli, the uh, Moto America bikes could even be slightly quicker because it's not a horsepower circuit. Uh, it's all about rider confidence and getting the bikes stopped and turned uh, and round Laguna as neatly uh, as you possibly can. So um, I don't expect a big differential in lap times at all. And um, in a way, it'd be more fun if the Moto America race was kind of absorbed within the world superbike race and then the results split afterwards you know it'd be uh, quite fun to see the guys out there together because there's a lack of depth in moto america at the moment um and uh of course the series lacks the factory aprilias the factory ducatis the factory kawasaki's etc the world superbike has and and also the factory hondas so there's a really good strength of depth in uh world superbike at the moment um Hopefully, the fact that all those bikes are performing well uh, will lead to the uh, U.S. distributors getting more involved and more supportive of Moto America and the AMA Championship getting back to what it was a few years back. It's interesting you mentioned I, uh, in our last show, I spoke to Colin Edwards about the importance of a, of a weekend like Laguna uh, as a showcase for these young guys, because you as a team manager are always looking to the future. Uh, how much do you think the team managers like yourself will be just keeping an eye on, eye, eye on the talent that you see? Like you say, it's not strong in depth at the moment. Um, but, you know, um, it, it is a chance for these guys. Uh, and you know well enough that the split times and what they're racing and what tyres they're using to look at the talent rather than, than necessarily the package that they're riding. So will you be looking closely at, at what you see? Yeah, you always do. I mean, um, whether it's British Championship or the Moto America Championship, there are always uh, one or two guys that step up above 
the equipment they have. And equally, there are guys learning their trade still, like Cameron Bobier, who's clearly a talented guy, um, fighting against an uh, old war horse like uh, Josh, who's uh, still doing a stunning job and still seems very, very hungry to uh, race for wins. So it's very much the case. But at the same time, there's also a lot of latent talent within a championship like the World Superbike Championship or World Supersport or even Superstock, um, where uh, one thing the regulation has done this year, particularly in the electronics side, is to meet that uh, a privateer Ducati, for example, is uh, not as far behind a factory Ducati as it was a year or two ago. So the strategies used are the same, etc. And that's allowing some privateer riders on Kawasaki and Ducati, etc., to go very, very well in the World Superbike Championship this year. But, um, you know, from our point of view, um, the standout riders, as they have been over the past, always rise to the top, uh, irrespective of the machinery they're riding. And um, there comes a point whereby when you're up against the best riders in the world, that's impossible to do and you still need the package. Um, but as you're rising up through, uh, those really good guys can uh, seem to override the equipment and still make a big impression. Just uh, looking at the uh, World Superbike Championship overall, I don't suppose it's any surprise to you and anybody who's been involved in World Superbikes to see how Johnny Ray's going on that Kawasaki. The combination of his talent and that bike clearly uh, this year have, have almost stepped up the championship even further than it was a year ago in, in terms of his, his um, results anyway. Uh, no surprise to you? Uh, you've got to say it's a surprise because I don't mean the speed and the potential, but when your worst result is a second position and you haven't had many of those and the rest of it wins, um, if it keeps going like it is, it will be the most dominant World Superbike season by any rider ever by a huge stretch. And uh, whilst nobody doubted Johnny's uh, ability to win um, and quite a few people would have uh, happily put a bet on him to sort of beat Tom and uh, the other guys, I don't think anybody would have expected that level of dominance. So... Um, uh, yeah, he's on a wave of confidence. The new regulations in terms of the engine spec seems to suit his riding style more than Tom's. Mm -hmm. um, Tom's struggling a little bit more, sort of stopping and turning the Kawasaki by comparison to a year or so ago. Um, and that bike has been developed step by step by Kawasaki factory in Japan. Uh, by a team of engineers that came from the MotoGP project and the technology is at the very, very highest level and the bike's working superbly. Um, but equally, the Aprilia is still working really, really well. Um, hasn't been as dominant, but, you know, in fairness, nobody's been dominant compared to Johnny. So if you look, if you uh, put a line through Johnny Ray, the rest of it's very, very close in terms of the performances of the Aprilia and the factory Ducati um, with ourselves and Honda uh, capable of... Uh, challenging on the right occasion but not consistently putting the results together so um i don't think it's any coincidence that uh the suzuki and the honda are the uh, older machines in the class and uh, uh need more development assistance in order to catch up uh, i just want to touch on something you mentioned which is alex going to um japan and racing for yoshimura suzuki uh, i think that's an exciting race that not that many people still know about certainly here in the states it's it's something that um they may have heard about, but really, it's one of those races that where if you were part of what Yoshimura do, it kind of trumps everything else. It's such a massive race, isn't it? Yeah, I heard, um, you know, from, you know, Honda Racing Corporation for, with motorcycles that, uh, you know, I was speaking to someone there uh, some couple of years ago. And, uh, you know, the importance of the Suzuka 8 race is 
up there and above MotoGP. Um, the track's owned by Honda, and uh, it's a domestic uh, uh, race, which is part of a world championship that doesn't really get a lot of coverage, the World Endurance Championship. But Suzuka is like the Le Mans of 24-hour uh, um, sports car racing, and uh, it's just an iconic uh, race that uh, over the years riders like Valentino Rossi and all the top uh, world champions have competed in as one-offs and um, that's starting to come back a little bit more this year with Yamaha running uh, Bradley Smith and Paul Esparago in the race and uh, yeah, um, Casey Stoner riding for Honda you know some big big names out there for Alex to pitch himself up against and uh, show what he can do on a track he's never been to so um, uh, no it's a if you can get it online or what have you, you'll see the most exotic superbikes in the world. And um, I have to say, alongside some pretty uh, scabby motorcycles as well, because there's a massive field being an endurance race. And, uh, you know, the top eight to ten bikes are full, full factory efforts uh, by the Japanese with a lot of pride at stake. And um, uh, But behind that, the speed differentials between the front guys and the back guys are huge. And, uh, you know, there'll be a few sit up and beg type um, super bikes out there like the good old days and uh, so the top riders have to be really careful because there's as much as a on a two minute and ten lap there's a sort of 20 second um, disparity between the fastest guys and the slowest guys but uh, now I think if the guys out in the states can uh, find online some um, uh, live coverage of the race it's well worth a look at because uh, some of the best riders in the world on the trickiest super bikes in the world will be out there Finally Paul back to Laguna Seca and we're all excited about uh what should be a massive uh, weekend of great racing. World Superbikes, Moto America, the young talent. There's been a big vibe about the re-emergence of Moto America. And I think being uh, part of Dorna's three races here in the States, you know, is, is a massive part of that. And I think, um, you know, I think we feel very privileged to, 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 to continue that relationship. Um, again, final words, excited about coming. Where should we seek you out? I believe you're sharing a hospitality with the American team as well. So if the fans have got a paddock access, they can come find you guys. Absolutely. That's still the great thing with World Superbike. It's uh, having worked in the MotoGP paddock for so many years and uh, been very privileged to do that and enjoyed it very much. I have to say that working inside World Superbike is still more enjoyable in that it is accessible. Uh, the atmosphere is more open. Uh, the paddock is uh, open to fans uh, if they have the access or you can purchase the access for a pretty reasonable price to get into the paddock the riders seem more relaxed it's um it seems still that it's a championship that's a little bit less about money and a little bit less about um, corporate activity and a bit more about sport and that's my it makes it a i think a series really for the enthusiast and for the fans to enjoy and uh, yeah we'll be uh, very much enjoying Yoshimura R&D's uh, uh, excellent barbecue-style catering out there in the sunshine. It very, very rarely uh, rains in Laguna Seca, so uh, that'll work just fine. And, um, yeah, we're open paddock, you know, as uh, there'll be a Volcom Crescent Suzuki sign at the back of the pit, and if anyone wants to say hi or speak to the riders or speak to any of us, uh, we'll be there and delighted to see everybody. And it's been, a, as I say, largely just despite sort of only one, you know, podium, it's been a learning season for us and a very challenging season, but ultimately disappointing. And, uh, you know, we're doing America is a very, very important market for Suzuki as it is for the uh, all the manufacturers. And, um, you know, at the moment, Suzuki's really focused on MotoGP and it's come back to there and they're doing a really good, steady job taking that beautifully designed bike forward step by step. So we're kind of a little bit on our own here with the World Superbike Project, but uh, 
now we'll keep trying to represent Suzuki and all our partners well and uh, let's hope we can turn things around at Laguna. Well, thanks, Paul. Thanks for your time. We look forward to you and the rest of the gang, as they say, from World Superbikes um, joining us here in America. I think it's going to be a good festival. And as you say, the weather's usually good at Monterey, so uh, it should be fun. But thanks for for your time today. Uh, Best of luck. I know you've got a track day at Silverstone coming up. You've got, we just mentioned the eight hours. um, So still pretty busy, pretty busy times for you guys. Yeah, no, we'll get a couple of weeks off in August after we've been to Laguna and then on to the Malaysian race and uh, uh, regroup and try and finish off the season strong. All right. Well, thanks, Paul Denning uh, from the Voltcom Crescent Suzuki team in World Superbikes talking to us on Speed City. Uh, Thanks again for your time. We'll see you in a couple of weeks.